Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about Jesus. We're talking about God. He is love. This is Valentine's Day, and so it's about love and His name is love. Let's acknowledge Him, Jesus. So good to us, and we thank you that you're here. You said when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. And so we thank you that you are. We're just expecting you to take over and show us how you feel on your day. We give you all the glory so good to us. In your name we pray, amen. He is so good. He is so in love with us. And he wants us to know his name is love and that he is love. You know, this morning he was talking to me. I hadn't expected to give this message. And I actually put up my special picture. You can see it behind me and um, of his blood stain, his his love stain. He he shed his blood for us because he loves us so much. And he was talking about that today. And I just had this vision of nails and, and the blood and everything and and how he said he knew all that was coming, but he purposefully did it for us so that we could have a good life here and have eternal life when we leave here. You know, he was saying that we didn't get it, and he came to show us the Father, to show us love. Corinthians says, love is patient, kind, not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, and that's who God is. And, you know, he's reaching out to us all the time. And when Jesus came and he laid down his life, he said, no one takes my life from me. I voluntarily lay it down and I pick it up. I'm doing this for a purpose. He knew everything that was going to happen before it happened. He hurt before it even happened. He was sweating drops of blood, thinking about all the pain he had to go through. But we were worth it to him. That's what he did it for. He made life new again for us. He made it so that we don't have to go to hell. He shed his blood for our sins. He bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain. Isaiah 53. He bore your sickness, your sorrow, your pain, your diseases. When he took those stripes, he did it. He was innocent. He did it. He he didn't defend himself, but he did it so that we could be healed. But we don't really get it. We stay sick anyway, and he wants us to get his love for us. I saw a picture of these nails, and they were just like nails that he knew that were going to pierce his hands and his feet. And he did that for us. He did that for us. Remember when he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Because we really don't know, but he wants us to know. And us who have asked him and committed to him, he's asking us to do his work, to do that greater work, to go out and tell of all his goodness. To show that, you know, he didn't, it's not just a story. It's not just a production, but it was a thing that he did because he's so in love with us. He's so in love with us that he bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain. He came in a human body just to show us who he is, just to show us who he is. He suffered pain and agony voluntarily because he wanted us to know how much he loved us. 
Now you don't have to go to hell. You just leave this body behind and you go and you be with him if you believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So if you believe in him, if you believe what he did for you, you can have eternal life. And if you believe, I want to challenge you today, if you believe what he did for you, then are you spending your life going and telling? Or are you spending your life on you? Are you living selfishly? Or are you living like him and talking to me too? I am not perfect. I am not, but I want to serve him. I want to please him. You know, I want this day to be a day where I'm thinking about him and doing for him, which is why I'm doing this message for him. He wants people to know that he is good, and we are on his mind all the time. We're constantly on his mind. Just like you think of your children all the time, he's thinking of you all the time. He didn't have to lay down his life. He laid it down voluntarily. He can lay it down and he can pick it up. He took those stripes for your healing. He said to the disciples, I don't call you my servants because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I'm calling you my friends. They fell in love with him while he was here. And when he comes and lives on the inside of you, you're going to fall in love with him too. And then you're going to want to please him to care about what he cares about. The most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And if you do that, you're going to care about what he cares about. If you've ever loved, and I'm sure you have that person you love, if they hurt, you hurt. And God is hurting. He's hurting today, and he wants me to tell you that. He wants you to tell you, me to tell you that he loves us so much that he bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain, and yet we suffer. And we're sick, we're diseased. And we're not healed because we won't believe. Because we won't believe what he did for us. And when we believe with our whole heart, that healing will manifest. But as long as we doubt him, and it, it won't, and we doubt him, because we won't take the time for him that we need to get to know him. We choose to suffer, to worry, and struggle instead. And if you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, and you get close to him, then you're going to lay all that down. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He suffered greatly without a fight so that we could come and know him. So God's spirit could come and live on the inside of us so that we could be right with God. And so today he's saying, won't you just receive me? Won't you receive that? He is. He's, he's knocking at the door of our heart. And he's, if you can probably feel him right now, he's wanting to come and live on the inside of you and just take over and, and give his love to you, help you to believe. You know, there's a man in the Bible, he said, help me with my unbelief, because he asked Jesus if he could help him with his little boy. And um, Jesus said, of course, I can. Anything is possible for him who believes. So he said, help me with my unbelief. And Jesus did, apparently, because his little boy was made well. Jesus cast a demon out of him. We're so far off, you know, that the little boy is epileptic and, de- and Jesus cast a demon out. But if there's someone epileptic that we know, we take them to the doctor. Our trust is in man. And thank God we do have doctors because of where we're at. But God is wanting us to know how good he is and that anything is possible with him. 
I feel him prompting me. I recently um, noticed, I don't even know when it happened, but he healed my eyes. I was having um, like a cloud sort of over my right eye, and it was very hard for me to read. And he asked me to put down my glasses and as a faith action. And I did that, and my eyes have cleared up. He pointed out the other day, you're not having problems reading anymore. I said, you're right, I'm not. And I could have just wore the um, bifocals because they really help, but um, I didn't. Now I can just wear them because I want the words to be bigger in some small print or something I can't see. But I was using them because I really couldn't see that cloud in front of my eye. I was really blocking my vision. And he's so good. And I just casted my care and it was gone. I also want to share with you a couple years ago, maybe about five years ago, I was having flashes on the sides of my eyes. And it was really freaky, and so I Googled it like we do and um, found out what it was. And so I asked God to heal me, and he did. I haven't had any of those flashes. I had probably about 10 of them all together, maybe if that. But um, I haven't had any for at least, I mean, it, it only lasted like a week or two. And so I got pretty much healed right away. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And you know, if you haven't been healed or, you know, you tried to believe that and nothing happened, it's because of something you don't know. You know, for me, I kept wearing the glasses and relying on the glasses. Um, sometimes it's faith action. Sometimes it's unforgiveness. It's always something. It's not him. It's us. You know, this morning, he just corrected me about something and it didn't feel very good. And um, I was starting to have a little attitude, and then I heard him say, I correct those I love. And so if he's correcting you, it's a good thing. He loves you. He's so in love with you, and he wants you to receive what he did for you. Can I just read something to you? Isaiah 53, surely he has borne our grief, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken and smitten and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised <laughs> for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we were healed and made whole. That's truth. That's what he did for us. Yet we ignorantly thought he was stricken and smitten at um, by God with leprosy, like God turned his back on him, and God didn't. It was the plan all along so that we could have salvation, so that we can be saved from hell, from death, from the grave. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And Jesus, in Revelation 3.20, said that he is knocking at the door of your heart. You might feel him already. He's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, He's going to come in and dine with you. That means he's going to come in and hang out with you. He's going to show you who he is. He's going to live on the inside of you. You know, when the disciples here were here, they loved him so much. Um, he said that he was going to go, and he said, don't grieve. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. The Holy Spirit is going to come and live on the inside of you. And so that he would be here with us all the time. And so that's what's happening when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you. 
It's the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, God's Spirit coming to live on the inside of you. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to the Father, and then the Holy Spirit's going to come, and you'll never be alone. You'll never be comfortless. He's always going to be there for you. You can call on him day and night. I can attest to that. He's always there. He always answers. The only way he's quiet is if we ignore him, if we push him away. He won't even come and live on the inside of you unless you ask. He's a gentleman. He's kind. You know, so many people, I was watching this commercial the other day, and I thought it was a really good, it was a commercial on YouTube, a video about, you know, people not understanding why they're suffering. And it was really good um, until she got to the end and she didn't explain, um, she didn't have an explanation. She didn't know why we have pain and suffering, but it's because we push God away because we don't believe. And so um, I want to end her commercial. If, If you say no, God goes away. If you say yes, he comes and does that thing for you that you're asking him for. But he gives us free will, as she was saying. He gives us free will. We can choose him or we can choose death. We can choose the enemy's way to live in the world or we can live in the kingdom of God um, right here and right now. And she didn't know that, obviously, or um, she would have said so. So I want to say so. It's your choice. If you choose him, he's going to do good in your life. If you choose him, you're going to believe and you're going to follow his commands. And then whatever you ask will happen. If we don't choose him, then we just live under the curse. Read Deuteronomy 28. That's your answer. If you fully obey him, if you make it an effort to take heed to his voice, you're going to live blessed right in the middle of chaos. But if you don't choose that, you're going to live under the curse. And that's the answer. That's the answer to why are we suffering? Why are all these bad things happening? Because we have a choice. We have to choose life. He doesn't want us to choose death. So anyway, I want to give you that opportunity that Jesus um, said in Revelation 3.20. He said, if you let him in, he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to... um, You're going to have a relationship with him when he comes and lives on the inside of you. It's not a prayer. It's not like, okay, I'm afraid I'm going to go to hell, so I'm going to say this prayer kind of prayer. It's a relationship. It's an invitation to have a relationship with you. And so if you want to pray with me right now, I'm going to pray. And I hope that you do. And if you mean mean what you say, Jesus is going to come and live on the inside of you. And you might feel him. You might not. But eventually you will. And he said, if you love me, you'll obey me and I'll show myself to you. He said, my sheep know my voice. So you're not going to hear him. You're not only going to hear him, but you're going to feel him. He's going to manifest himself to you. So let's say that prayer, Jesus. Thank you. You're so good to us. And we're just asking you to come now and live on the inside of us. We thank you that we'll never have to be alone. We don't have to be sick or suffer in any way because you did all that for us. Help us to receive that. Just come now. Come and live on the inside of us. We're calling out to you. You're so good to us.
So if you said that prayer, he is there. If you meant it, he, he came and he's on the inside of you, whether you could feel him or not. I just did. And um, all you have to do is oblige him. Just seek him. John 1, 1 says he is his word. And so you need to look at his word every day to get to know him. Read it, study it, meditate it, start in New Testament. And um, it's the easiest place for you to start. And you will get to know Jesus right away in Matthew. And then get on your knees every day and talk to him. He said, my sheep know my voice, John 10, 27. And you're going to start hearing him and he's going to start comforting you and showing you that you don't have to be sick or distressed or worry anymore. All you have to do is seek him every day, get his comfort, get his correction. You want to be corrected because when you're corrected, he's actually leading you to that place where um, you can have all the things that he wants to bless you with, all the things you desire. He gives you the desires of your heart when you delight in him. So God is so in love with you. So thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.